Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast, coming to you particularly late on a Monday. I apologize, but you guys know I do a bunch of work for Steeler Nation Radio, and I urge you to tune in on that. It's all on the iHeart app. You know, go download the iHeart app and do a little search for Steeler Nation Radio. We talk about more than just Steelers. But because they're on Thursday this upcoming week, my schedule got all screwed up. I just got back from the facility. Usually I'm home much earlier on Mondays. So, without further ado, we got the uh, the Dolphins and the Panthers this evening. By the time you listen to this, I'm smart enough to realize that this, that game will have already been in progress. So I'm not going to give you much on that. I previewed it on Friday, and I think the Panthers win big. Before we go game by game, though, one thing that really stood out to me after Saturday's Sunday's action was the AFC. I mean, the state of the AFC right now is bizarre and terrible. The five, quote, good teams, New England, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, two teams in the South, Jacksonville, Tennessee. To me, they're the five good teams in the AFC, or at least above average teams, good teams. And tomorrow's power ranks will reflect that. They all won. Steelers barely, by the way. Now, it almost seems assured that those five teams are going to the playoffs. I mean, more so than any time I can remember on November 13th. I feel pretty damn confident that five teams in the AFC are in. But who the hell's next? (laughs) I mean, somebody else has to go. Buffalo's terrible. Maybe Miami wins tonight and gets themselves in the race and gets over 500, but they're not good. They've been awful this year. I mean, even teams like Baltimore and Cincy have a chance. I mean, I honestly still think the Chargers are the sixth best team in the AFC, but they don't win any games. (laughs) They're bad at winning football games. So uh, pretty much everyone else in the AFC besides those five teams lost or were on by. So a team like the Raiders, all of a sudden it's like, wow, we got a pretty good shot here just for sitting on our butts all week. Unreal. Meanwhile, the NFC, I mean, if a team that probably won't get in, you know, Detroit, Washington, um, I don't know that I put Atlanta in there now, Cowboys, Cowboys losing this week really hurt their chances. Imagine if they were in the AFC, they'd be like, oh, way better than all the other teams besides those five. So crazy situation right now and the, the disparity between the NFC over the AFC. And Didn't even think of that, but here's a perfect example of that. The Saints go to the Bills and just abuse them. Scored 47 points, and remember we said this when the Saints beat Detroit not long ago, although that was a much different situation, defense and special team scores. Saints score 47 points, and Drew Brees throws for 184 yards. That almost didn't seem possible in in previous years. And they're very much for real, based on a two-headed running game that's exceptional, after the catch, productivity and through the air. Breeze being smart with the ball. Getting good production out of Michael Thomas and Ginn and those guys. And really, really good offensive line play. Defense is legit. The Bills aren't legit. I mean, rewind to Locked on NFL six weeks ago. And that's what I thought of the Bills. I don't think they're a good team. I just don't think there's much talent on that team. I think they've been a good story that were extremely reliant on turnovers going in their favor to be competitive, and it's a hard thing to rely on. Um, I, I don't think I know they're five and four, but if they get in the playoffs, holy smokes! Packers beat the Bears, 
And I think the story here is, I guess Green Bay could still get back in things. They're five and four, but that seems like such a long shot after the way they played. Um, but I, the story here is I thought both quarterbacks, especially Hundley, played were, had very promising days against respectable defense, especially the Bears. The Bears' defense is really, really good. And Hundley not only looked a lot more comfortable, but was throwing the ball downfield, looked more, you know, like I think they tried to pigeonhole some read option things and that kind of stuff in there. And I don't know if that's who he is. I think he's more of a pocket passer. Um, but they get a win here. Um, crazy play where Fox throws the challenge flag for something. And my least favorite rule that you guys are well familiar of, if you fumble out of the end zone, the, other, the defense gets the ball because they did so much to make the, the deserve the football. It's the dumbest rule in the league. But Fox threw a challenge flag in order to challenge something totally different, and they come out of the challenge saying, oh, and by the way, it's Green Bay's ball. Nuts. So Packers are doing some good things. I think Trubisky's doing some good things. Obviously, the Bears are very devoid of weapons. This game was close for a while. I mean, if you just look at the stat sheet or the scoreboard, I mean, Lions 38, Browns 24. But this wasn't a blowout. I mean, I, I think this was, dare I say, the best the Browns have played all year. Maybe, you know, and Kaiser at the end of the game, I guess it came out today. It wouldn't have mattered. I mean, they still lost the game. But, you know, to get that, the last score... He calls a run, a quarterback run, with like eight seconds on the clock. And audibles to it, apparently, is what came out today. Doesn't get in. Some Lions lay on him, and he gets stuck, and they don't get the ball off, and they don't get an extra play. It's like, oh, my Lord. But I guess this is an encouraging sign for the Browns. Lions keep trucking along, though, 5-4. and four. Still not a huge believer, but I'm, you guys know I love Stafford. And they're in it. I mean, I don't think they'll be a playoff team, but they're in it. The Titans. I mentioned that they're a good team in the AFC. And I do believe that by that landscape. If they're in the NFC, I don't know that I would consider them a playoff type team. But they're 6-3. and three. They've won four in a row. Against... Not so great teams. Uh, they just, they've, their last three are all against NFC North teams other than Pittsburgh, and they play Pittsburgh, as I mentioned, this upcoming Thursday. It took a late drive by Mariota to win it. They still allow a lot of production to opposing wide receivers, and their secondary needs work. They don't really have, like I've said about them a couple times, I think they have less of an identity than just about any team in the league that... I kind of feel like they should switch it and make it the Mariota-centric three-wide system. But we know that they've done their best work over the last year and a half when they run the ball well. But they're not running the ball as well as you think. And I wonder if it would be better suited just to make Henry the man go from there. Um, the Bengals find some ways to lose. They're not terrible. I mean, I mentioned that sixth team in the AFC, and this sounds absurd. But the Bengals are three and six and have a very easy schedule the rest of the rest of the way. Could they get to eight and eight and go to the playoffs? I mean, that's how bad it is in the AFC. I mentioned Steelers. Um, I hate the term flat or rusty, but boy, after their bye, they played a dismal, ugly first half. Took control 
as the game went on, and Roethlisberger led a very good drive to win it, Steelers' D became very stifling in after the, the Colts' last touchdown, which came in the third quarter. So the majority of the second half, they just really shut the Colts down, as we kind of ex- would have expected from the start. Um, but they allowed two big plays. One was a blown coverage. One was Burns getting beat by a double move. Um, that's been rare this year. They've been although they're coming in more regularity. The big plays. Steeler O is really the problem here, though. And their special teams. They're again the Steelers are having problems in the kicking game. Steeler offense just doesn't have much of an identity. Um, they don't have a bread and butter. That even A B didn't play great. And everyone here in town is saying, "Yeah, there's they're seven and two. A win's a win." But boy, that was horrible. Steelers aren't that good. And I think there's some certain truth to that. But I also think that's selling the Colts a little bit short. That if you watched all 10, they're 3-7, and seven, of the Colts games that they've played thus far, just in a vacuum and just isolated on the Colts, I think you'd come to the conclusion that this was the best football that they've played of the year. So they do deserve a little bit of credit here as well. I mean, they, they were on the field. Um, A bad game. Bucks 15 Jets 10, McCown, Fitzpatrick. I got to say, this is probably the game of the week that I saw the least of. And don't have a whole lot to give you on that. I will investigate it more overnight. And whenever the Jets and Bucks come up in the power ranks, which will probably be pretty early in the show since we count down from 32 to 1. Then I'll have some more nuggets for you. I did see Robbie Anderson scored you know, the Jets' only touchdown. Uh, big fan of him. I think he continues to to, to play really well. Um, he's a he's a nice find, and the Jets have some finds. You know, whenever we thought that this would be a dismal, awful roster, especially on offense, I think that there's more here to build with than initially thought. You know, through the off season. Uh, I just turned in an article for the score about Thielen, Keenum, what's going on with Minnesota. Um, Diggs has been in and out of the lineup. They lost Cook. Should they keep Keenum in the lineup? You know, Thielen's been a revelation, and he was awesome in this game. 166 receiving yards against the Redskins. Um, I think you have to stick with Keenum. Even though he had two passes in this game late that kind of gave this game, or gave the Redskins life. I mean, the, the, the Vikes won 38-30, but the reality was they were the much better team. I mean, it was 28-17 at the half, and you know, Minnesota controlled this thing more than a 38-30 score would indicate. I thought Cousins played pretty well. Vikings are a tough team to play against. And is Keenum the long-term answer? No, but I do urge you to check out that article. I mean, it'll be up tomorrow. I turned it in tonight. Um, doing a, talk, talking about a lot of the things that Keenum does well. And, he, you know, he's not taking sacks. He's not turning the ball over. He's extending plays. He's playing smart. He's showing a real good feel with Thielen in particular. Thielen's been great. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you go around that. I mean, he's been great. Uh, I mentioned the Chargers to me are one of the, or possibly the sixth best team in the AFC, but they're three and six, and like I said, they learn they they figure out ways not to win games. Jags are six and three with a pretty easy schedule ahead of them. Um, 
surprisingly, not a lot of Fournette in this game. You know, the, I, I didn't get a, a, an understanding of why he wasn't featured more. But a lot of good defense in this game. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's you know, that, that's probably the the thing to take away. Um, I don't have a whole lot more for you on this one. Again, I'll do some more research on some of these games. It's, it's tough to analyze every game right you know, exactly the next day. But I'm impressed with the Jags. They have a very distinct formula. Bortles isn't killing them. Playing pretty well. Through for... 273 yards again. You know, he's putting up some numbers too now. Turning the corner a little. Not a believer, and I think that'll inevitably be, inevitably will be, you know, L.A.'s downfall. I'm sure I called him San Diego a hundred times. Um, but they, they don't ever win games. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. They never win games. How about them Rams, though? Rams 33, Texans 7. Is Houston the worst team in the league right now? They might be. And you feel bad because of all the things that have happened to them. But the Rams just steamroll bad teams. I mean, blow teams out. This was close for a bit. I mean, it was 9-7 at the half. And then the Rams outscored them 24-0 in the second half. And the offense is just unleashed. I mean, they got the... Didn't have to lean on Gurley late in the game because it was over. Robert Woods gets free for a couple huge plays. Goff was outstanding yet again. And you feel for the Texans, but they may not win another game. I mean, Brownie fans are are, are absolutely rooting for the Texans to be horrible because, if you recall, the Browns have the Texans' first and second round pick. So Cleveland's going to pick really early in both those rounds, which is, see what they do with it. Cowboys had a really rough day in Atlanta. It started, you know, it started pretty even, and then it was just a mess. Twenty-seven-seven was the final. Um, people are going to say, "Boy, they're in trouble without Elliott." And sure, he would have helped, but Tyron Smith was unbelievably missed. And I'm sure you've heard Claiborne had six sacks. And Claiborne's an okay player. He's a good player. He's a little more of a run stuffer than he is an edge guy. And he's not Von Miller or Khalil Mack. I mean, he's good. He's a starter. He's not a superstar. Just how bad the left tackle situation was for Dallas. I mean, it was like, let me play against him every week. I'll be a, they'll be paying me $40 million a year. And Dallas didn't help him. You know, I mean, they, they pulled him out, but they didn't help their left tackles from what I saw that much either. Keep a tight end in him. Keep it back in. I mean, this was had to be the game that Dak was under the most duress in his career. It had to be. Um, the Falcons lost Devontae Freeman early. That's a bummer. It sounds like that could be an extended couple-week thing. Uh, offense played well. Ryan played well. Defense, obviously Claiborne, but in general played really well, and they're starting to turn the corner. I think Atlanta's better than... I think they're coming around. I know they have a tough schedule. But I think they're a serious playoff contender, starting to look like a lot more like the team we thought they were going to be. Five and four. Defense is improving. Speaking of defense, I mean, Giants allowed 31 points in San Francisco. And Beathard played well. I can see, I can 
excuse the Giants' offense for having problems. And it wasn't awful. Again, it wasn't playing the best D in the world, but Shepard had a big day. Darko was fine. Ingram made a play or two. Eli wasn't horrible. But the Giants' D is an utter embarrassment. And there's, I mean, there's no excuse for it. I mean, the players are there. Guys are not playing with great effort. They highlighted Janoris Jenkins a couple times. So they're now 1-8, and eight, and I just mentioned Houston is the worst team in the league. Maybe it's the Giants. I mean, if the if the Texans, Giants, and Browns played a Rowden Robin tournament, how do they pan out? That, that's something I'm going to have to figure out tonight while watching Monday Football is who's going to be 30, who's going to be 31, who's going to be 32. And the Niners are a little better than those guys. Are they a good team? No. But they've been really competitive all year. And as an 0-9 team coming into that game, they're a lot more respectable than you would think an 0-9 team would be. And they're beating up on a downtrodden Giants team, but that's what you're supposed to do. And congrats to the Niners. First win for Shanahan. Um, Hopefully a lot more. I mean, I think they are building something there. Meanwhile, Belichick ties Landry for third most career wins ever. And they route the Broncos. Um, Patriots D quietly looks like they're getting things fixed. And I know the Broncos offense isn't good. Although Osweiler wasn't the problem here. And that's not why they lost by what? 25 points. He didn't play bad. Um, but the Patriots D rounding into shape, you know, if you look at the last couple of weeks, not allowing all that many points, keeping it to around 16, 17, 18 a week can win. Win a lot of games with Tom Brady if you hold your opponents under 20 points. Um, the biggest story of this game was the special teams. The Patriots dominated on several huge special teams plays. Denver's special teams were a major problem. I always tell you that the Pats really stress this area of the, of the, the game and are great at it. Really showed up in a big way. Is Denver's coaching staff on the hot seat? Defense is starting to crumble. So they've allowed, what, like 90 points over the last two weeks. And I know that's New England and Philadelphia, which is you know two of the top couple offenses in the league. But like 90 points in two weeks. I mean, you're not going to win anything like that. I mean, this defense is starting to crumble. They look frustrated. I think they miss Wade Phillips. They're 3-6. and six. They are out of it, in my opinion, even in the awful AFC. Brady was spectacular. And as they often do against the... Broncos, they attacked linebackers and safeties with tight ends and a multitude of running backs um, masterfully. Brady Brady was great, and Gronk was a big part of it, but so was Lewis and White and um, Burkhead, and Gillisley was inactive. He's kind of a, an afterthought now. Uh, one other guy to note here, though, uh, Emmanuel Sanders played a great game for the Broncos. Um Often against Butler, a good matchup, a marquee matchup, but Sanders got the better of him. And I said, you know, Osweiler didn't play horribly. So, all right, I apologize for getting this too late, but such is life. Sometimes things get in the way. I'm glad we can still do this. And tomorrow I will give you power ranks. See you.